In a few days we will begin asking for rain in Shmon Esre, when we will say Vesen Talumata Livrocha. So it is appropriate that we talk about probably the most famous rain story found in the Gemara, the story of Chania Meagel. Welcome to another episode of En Yaakov Beyond the Story. The Gemara in Maseches Tainis, Davchav Gimel Amudalef, tells us the following. Tanu Rabbanon, Chachamim have taught us, Once it happened in Yisrael that most of the month of Adar has passed, and the rain had not yet fallen. Now we know that that is a real tragedy because um, that's pretty much the end of the rain season, and if it did not rain, nothing is growing. So Chachamim sent to Chania Meagel that he should start to daven, so the rain will, will come. He davened and no rain came. So then what did he do? He made a circle and he stood in it. Same way that Chavakuk Hanavi has done. Omar Lefanov, Chania Magel says to Hashem, Ribbon Shelolam, Vanechas Amupneem Alai, Shani Kiven Bais Lefanecho. Your children have turned to me because I am like a Ben Bais, meaning a member of your household. Nishbani Bishimcha Godoil, Shenizazmikana Shetrachem Albanecha. I swear by your great name that I will not move from here until you have Rachmanes, you have pity on your children. So the rain began to drizzle, sprinkle. His students told him, Rebbe, Reanucha, Reinucha, Veloinamus. We wish to see you and not die. It seems that the rain is only falling in order to release you from your oath, from your shvua. You swore you're not going to get out of the circle until it rains. So there's a little bit of rain. So it's enough for you to get out of the circle, but not enough for us to get our crops growing and we could survive this year. Omar, so then, Chania Magel turns to Hashem and says, That's not what I asked. I asked for rain that will be enough to fill up the, the water holes, the ditches, the caves, all the reservoirs of water, basically. Yardu Bezaf. So then the rain started to fall with um, great force. Until every raindrop, each raindrop was the size of the opening of a jug, meaning that it was a lot of rain, very strong rain. Chachamim have evaluated the size of every raindrop to be about uh, a log which is uh, just about half a liter.
So the, his Talmidim again says, Rebbe Reilucha Velenambos, we, we wish to see you and not die. If this rain continues, we'll all die, right? It seems that the, war, the rain is only coming down to destroy this world. Omar Lefanov, again turns to Hashem and says, Loi Kachshoalti, that's not what I asked. Elagishme Brocha, Elagishme Rotso in Brocha on the Dava. I ask for rain that comes out of goodwill, Brocha, blessing, and benevolence. Then finally, Yarduk Esiknon, the rain fell, fell properly. Ad, however, it continued to rain. Until all the people in the, in the Girsa of the Yaakov, it says, The people from Yerushalayim went up to because of the rain. As we know that the Yidin lived in the lower city, the upper city was reserved to Koyanim, very rich people. Uh, that is what's above Harabais, but he didn't live in what is called uh, Ir David and so on. That was the, the, the old city of Yishalayim in that time. Uh, so it rained so much that that valley in the bottom of Harabais was pretty much flooded. So they needed to get out. Amru Loi, so the student said to Chania Magel, Rabbi, in the same way that you daven for the rain to fall, you should daven for the rain to, to stop. Omar Lahem, he said to them, I have been taught that one cannot daven for an abundance of goodness to stop. Nonetheless, he says, Afalpiken, bring me a viuli parhoido, bring me a par that I would use as a, as a, as a hoido, as a thanks to Hashem. Some Mephoshim are saying that this refers to actually parhoido is more of a confession of Averis, but uh, other Mephoshim are explaining that basically. The reason why and mispalilim al is because I, we daven for this rain to come. We're asking Hashem to give it. Finally, Hashem listens to our tefillah and gives us the rain. It will be a kfui toivo, it will be very ungrateful to ask Hashem to stop it. However, if I bring a, a, a par, if I bring a, 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 a bull as a thank you, uh, as a as, as uh, a sacrifice of thanks, so then I'm not fuitoiva, I'm not ungrateful, I'm thanking Hashem. So then he did what you do on the korban, Samachtayadavalav, he leaned two hands on it, and he says to Hashem, Puranius. Your nation that you have taken out of Mitzrayim cannot accept not too much goodness and not too much misfortune. When you're angry at them, 
יעקב וסיזר הולכים לקבל. השפעת עליהם רויף תויבסכו. When you have bestowed upon them the abundance of your goodness, and I'm going to take it. They cannot uh, take it. They cannot sustain it. They can't bear it. By the way, the reference that he's making to Yetzias Mitzrayim when he says, "Your nation that you, could ta- you took out of Egypt cannot take too much good or too much bad," is because exactly what happened at Yetzias Mitzrayim. When uh, there was no food, they complained. When there was the man, they complained. Uh, basically, whichever way they are, you, you give them too much good, they don't see it as good, they start complaining too. So therefore he's saying, it's nothing new. You know, you know Bnei Israel. this is the way they are. And when there was no rain, they complained, and now you give them rain, and uh, they're complaining again. Nonetheless, Chani Yamael continues the tefillah and says, "Yiratzim l'fanecha sheivseku agishamim veyerevach ba'olam." May it be your will that the rain should stop and relief should be should come to the world. Miad nashvaruach right away. The wind blew. When ispazru avim, the clouds dispersed. Zacha achama and the sun shone. And the people came out to the field, and the people were able to collect truffles and mushrooms. In other words, the benefit of uh, the benefit of the rain was immediate. They were able already to pick up some food uh, that came as a result of the rain. Which is the truffles and mushrooms that come out, out of humidity. Later on, there's a Braise that, expl- that says that in that year, even though it was already the majority of adults, some say it was already half, the 20th of adults, some say it was 22nd of Adol. Um, in any case, it was late in Adol and nothing started to grow, but on that year, they were able to bring the Korban Oimer, which means that only less than a month later, they were able to harvest wheat, and they said it was an abundance of wheat. So it's definitely miraculous. Now, there are many questions that come up once we read the story, and especially once you start looking at the details. You see, the rain didn't come right away. The right amount of rain didn't come right away, even though Chani Davin, even though Chani made a circle, demanded, was persistent, still it was coming in many different ways until finally the rain came properly. Why was it like that? Why? Hashem didn't answer Chani Magas Tefillah immediately the way, as soon as he asked, the, the, the rain should have come the proper way. Secondly, we could ask, why is it that Chania Magel himself did not notice that there was anything wrong with the rain until his Talmidim pointed out? He only, after the Talmidim pointed out, it is not enough rain, it is too much rain, that he asked it to change. Why he himself did not notice the, the need to ask? And finally, Hashem knows 
what is best for us. So he should have known what is the best rain that should be given to us. Why is it that Khan had to ask many times until he finally got what he wanted? And perhaps if Hashem knows better, once he asks and Hashem gives the rain, that's it. No, that's the way it is. Hashem gives us the rain and we're good with it. So the Ebbe answers these questions by first giving a little hakdama. The world can be perceived from two perspectives. The way things appear, that's when we look from within the world. You see the way things are, the way things appear, begashmias. Or you could look at the inner nature of things. Not the way they appear, but what they really mean, what they really are. And that could only be seen when you're looking at it from a more spiritual perspective. What that does is that there are many things in our life that appear to be one way, but behemoth, there's something else. Rain is the perfect example. We know that rain is indispensable. We daven for rain, we ask for rain. And rain is that great broche, gishme broche. So then, why is it that when the rain comes, as was the case today over here, um, we come out, we see the rain, and we seem to be pretty annoyed. When's the last time the rain came and you said, yes, thank God, gishme broche, beautiful, we love that. The rain comes across as such a nuisance. And that's because rain is the kind of goodness that comes disguised. So great is the goodness that he has to come disguised as gvures. As a matter of fact, the Mishnah says, Maskirim gvurois geshomim. When we mention the rain, we mention the gvure that there is, that Hashem expresses by giving us the rain. Of course, it's because the first time we mention the rain in Shmonesre, the bracha begins with Ato Giboir Loilam Hashem, Chaimesim Ato Rav Lehoishia, Mashevoruach Muridag Hashem. So that's why we call it Gvures Geshomim. But nonetheless, why is it that this bracha in which we mention Hashem's Gvures is because rain is one of those great Chasodim that in order for it to come down in this earth, and for the world to be able to benefit from it, it has to come disguised as something that is negative. You see, if it doesn't rain, nothing grows. And even if you don't have a field, if uh, nothing grows properly, you're going to pay a lot more money for your, for your food. Rain is the bracha. Such a huge bracha, though, comes disguised as something very negative. Now, as I was mentioning before, you have to look at everything, you could look at everything from two different perspectives. The way it appears to be, it's a bother. The way it is behemoth, it's a real bracha. So you have to be the type of person who could see things for what they are for real and not for what they appear to be in order to, to really appreciate those things. Matter of fact, they say that 
There is a, a, a story that I've heard that once the Rebbe went to visit his mother. The Rebbe used to go visit his mother every day. One time the Rebbe went to visit his mother and uh, he saw that there was, uh, there, there was no milk in the house. He was going to go and buy the milk. But uh, the person who was working in the house, the, the helper, she said, no, no, I'm going. The Rebbe sees her that she puts on a coat and then she takes an umbrella. It was raining. They ask her, what is that? She says, an umbrella. Why do you need it? Well, it's raining, so I open it up. And he said, the Rebbe said, I don't understand. The Rebbe sends you Gishme Bracha and you're looking for a way to stop it, to prevent it from coming upon you. As a matter of fact, I've never ever seen the Rebbe with an umbrella. I did see once that there was a huge rain and uh, there was a Levaya that uh, the Rebbe came out with Kazanovsky and the Bachel came running with an umbrella and the Rebbe told him why do you want to prevent me from growing it was just like uh, to say that the rain you know makes things grow so why basically saying no thanks I don't need the umbrella uh, again just uh, <laughs> A disclaimer over here, just to be very clear, I am not suggesting people should not use umbrellas. Um, I once taught this class and, uh, and I had a parent who came to complain to me that uh, his daughter said that I said, uh, we shouldn't use an umbrella. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, look at the difference between the way we look at rain and the way the Rebbe looks at rain. We look at rain as take a bother and we will try to find all kinds of ways to, um, to, to, to protect us from it, right? But the Rebbe is looking at the rain for what it really is. What it really is, is a, is a bracha. And as a matter of fact, we know it is because we're asking for it. We know it's a bracha. And yet, because of the way we look at things, we look at the gash mishabedava, we don't look at the way it is really beprimius. Now, let's go back to Chani Ameagel and these students. Chani Ameagel, He's standing there and he's asking for rain. And the Eivishter says, Khan is asking for rain. I'm sending him the best possible rain. Problem is that the Talmidim, the Talmidim didn't see the rain as something good. They looked at the rain as the way we look at rain. So therefore, they say, Rebbe, it's not good. It's not what we need. Now, they're asking for a different kind of rain. Chani Magil himself, from his perspective, rain is good. Any rain is good. The rain came from the Ebesh, it's good. So he's not asking for anything to change. But then, the students, though, they don't see it as such. They don't realize that Abisha wants to give the, the, the Mabu. This is a lot of rain. It's good. They see it as that's a destruction. So Chania Magel say, well, in that case, you got to make a change. You got to give them the rain that they could sustain. As a matter of fact, when he addresses the Abishter, he says, 
your nation, you took out of Mitzrayim, and I'm Yechelim Lekabel Rav Toiva Velorev Puranus. They cannot take, accept, they cannot bear an abundance of goodness. Now we're talking about the rain that's falling, that each, is, each raindrop is the size of a small water bottle. And it's raining and it's flooding and the people have to get out of their, of, of their valley to go up into the mountain because it's raining. Chania Magel calls it Roiv Toivascha. Not just Toivascha. Roiv Toivascha. An abundance of your goodness. And he tells them when they say you should ask for it to stop. He first says, we're not supposed to ask for goodness to stop. He only sees goodness. They are look, looking at it from the worldly perspective. They don't recognize it. They want a normal rain. And once there is enough, they want it to stop. So then why Chania Magil turns to Hashem and says, that's not what I was asking for. Why doesn't Chania Magel turn to the people and tell them, you don't get it? This is good rain. Don't ask for it to stop. Appreciate it. No, that's not what he does. He goes to the Evishter and he says, He says, you people, your nation, cannot bear so much goodness. So give them what they could sustain, what they could handle. Really what's happening here is, we know we have a mitzvah. We know we have a mitzvah to daven for our needs. Okay, the Rambam writes that there is a mitzvah to ask for our needs. Chania Magel is t- telling us how to daven. Chania Magel is telling us that you should ask for what is good for you. You should ask for a goodness that is noticeable and recognizable by you. Never mind the Eivishter's intention is to give you great chasodim, but if they come dressed up in gvuris and we cannot recognize it as such, don't ask for it. Ask for something else. Loikach shoalti. explains one of the tefillahs, and I mentioned it uh, in the last episode, one of the tefillahs that we say on Yom Kippur at Neile. And we also say it on Hashanah Rabbe. Shari Shamaim Psach, Veitzacha Hatoiv Lonu Tiftach. So he said that there is two ways of reading it. You could read it by Veitzacha Hatoiv, your good treasure, Lonu Siftach, open to us. Or you could say Veitzacha Hatoiv Lonu Tiftach, your treasure that is good for us in other words that we could perceive as good this is what you should give us and the Fenikeyebe said this is the way to read it not the first not to say Hashem knows what's good for us we just daven that should give us what he sees as good for us we're not at the level of Chonya Magel or the Rebbe who could see some Gvures and say this is Chasad we have to ask the Eivishter to give us a goodness that we could recognize as good. And that is what this story is teaching us. 
is telling us, yes, you have a mitzvah to daven for your needs, but you have to daven and ask precisely for what you could see as good. The treasure that is good for us. Something that we could perceive as good. And the Ebishter is able to give you the greatest chasadim, even you seeing them as good. But there is more to it. In fact, there is three things over here that we see. Chaniyam Agil, when he introduced himself at the beginning of his request to the Ebishter, he says, your sons turn to me because I am a Ben Bais. So basically, Chaniyam Agil is saying, I have the right to talk to, to you this way because I am like a member of your household. What does the Baal Shem Tov tell us? Baal Shem Tov tells us that every Yid not only is a Ben, a son of Hashem, but every Jew is like a Ben Yochid of the Eivishter. And as a Ben Yochid, as an only child, we all have the right to ask the Eivishter. Just like Hanim Agel did. He says, I'm a Ben Baez, therefore I could ask. But he also told us how to ask, insist, insist, be persistent and be precise and say, no, this is what I want. But finally, the other point that he's teaching us on how to daven is that he had full emuna that he will be answered. As a matter of fact, by drawing a circle and standing in it and say, I'm not coming out until it's going to rain. He knew very well that the Ebeshta is going to answer him. The Ebeshta is not going to let him there in that circle. He knew for sure the Ebeshta will answer him. So these are the three things that if we um, also daven in such a way. Number one, realizing that we have a right to demand because we are his sons. And therefore we will demand and insist and be precise on what it is that we're asking for. But we also will do that with a full bitochen that the Ebishter will answer us. And if you ask yourself, well, that was Chania Magel, we are nowhere near his darge. So the Ebishter said, first of all, we also always have to say, we have to try to emulate the Ovis, we have to try to emulate the Tzadikim that we are told about. But more than anything, Chaneh Magal already paved the way by doing this, showing us how to do it. He already paved the way for us to do the same. Now, if this is true for personal and material needs like the rain, when we say that everybody has the right to ask Hashem, and moreover, to demand, and to insist, and to have bitochen. How much more so it is applicable to the needs that are not just our personal, but the need of the klal, klal Israel, and the need that is not just material, but a spiritual one, the coming of Mashiach. That definitely, the way Chonei Magel Davin is teaching us, how to ask for Mashiach. Like Hashem's child, only child, 
who demand, we want Mashiach now, demand and insist, but also have the bitochen that he will answer us, and then certainly, in addition to all the gishme bracha that the Eivishter is going to shower us with, he will definitely answer our tefillahs, everything should come, and that he will listen to our demand for Mashiach, that he should send Mashiach immediately.